Welcome to a brand new episode. Life, love, and perspective. I'm your host, Cookie, and I hope everyone is having a wonderful day. So I'm just going to get right to it. I belong to this group, if you will, where they give you information on the next great stock or whatever it is they're promoting. So they do these videos where they basically do a big presentation on why you desperately need to buy into this next big thing. So this guy's doing one, and he's a one percenter. After he talked about wealth inequality, I paused it. Looking at it from a biblical perspective, Proverbs 22.7, the rich rules over the poor and the borrower is the slave to the lender. That sums it up perfectly. The one percenters are the rich that rule over the poor. And who are the poor? The people are the poor. Those of us that have credit card debt, loans, whether it's after pay, a car loan, or a mortgage. We are the poor. Crazy thing is, we don't have to be. Absolutely not. I'm going to say that again. We do not have to be. We mean in individuals and we being as a people, black people. Because, of course, you know, we like at the bottom of everything. We the poorest of the poor. He went on to say that the gap between the wealthy and the poor is the largest it's ever been. And people that make $150,000 a year, they're also waiting for their next paycheck just to keep them afloat. So basically, they don't have a cushion either. He went further to say, and this is the part that got me. He went on to say that 80% of the population live paycheck to paycheck and that the average person can't afford an unexpected bill or expense of $400. $400. Now, let that sink in. $400. That's not a lot of money. Y'all had the stimulus money when COVID-19 took over the world and the government gave y'all money. Some of y'all, it was the most money you'd ever have had in your life and surely at one time. So, Y'all know $400 is not a lot of money. $400 is like a junk run to the grocery store where you buying basically snacks. Nothing of substance, no meat, no sides, no veggies, nothing but chips, pop, juice, cookies, and ice cream. Y'all know what I mean. Let's say your little trip costs $100 every time you went. And you do it every weekend. That's $400 in a month where you've gone on junk runs every weekend. It doesn't have to be the grocery store. Maybe you hang out on the weekends. So a trip to the liquor store and getting something to eat every weekend, $400. And to the every weekend beauty and nail shop crew, come on. Y'all know y'all over $400 a month easily sitting up in a beauty shop and getting your nails done every weekend. Yeah, 400 over 400 easily and let's not forget the weed smokers yeah i'm just gonna let, leave that there let that sink in 400 dollars. so back to my original point 80 percent of the population don't have 400 dollars if something unexpected happens and i'll bet there are some of you right now that are those people they are you and you are they but remember i already told you it don't have to be that way Plus, I just gave you examples to show that y'all do have it. I mean, in reality, 
it's just not being allocated the correct way. You can make some adjustments and you'll have a little cushion. And we all should have one. We shouldn't be living in a state of not being able to afford $400. Or you can't miss a day of work with no pay because if that happens, your whole world is turned upside down. I've been there, done that. And I didn't like how it made me feel. I don't like being financially afraid. That is not a good space for anyone to be in. We shouldn't be living in fear. And about money? Money that we waste. I get it. I'm going to continue work in progress. I already told y'all. I was, and I stress, was a money waster. We were proud money wasters. It felt good going where we wanted, doing what we wanted, and buying what we wanted. We were living life, our life. Now, the key word being our life. But I thank God for that opportunity. But I was surely abusing the blessing and the opportunity that I've been given. And guess what? I had the nerve <laughs> to be asking for more. Now, how crazy is that? I'm just blowing what I already got. And I want even more. What purpose was it going to serve? Just more to waste. No logic. Just out here living life. My conscience has started talking to me. I just wasn't listening. It was telling me, don't waste money on this or that. I'm like, nah, I'm going to go ahead and get it. And because I want it, sometimes I'd even say I deserved it. I guess anything to make it okay in my head. Then I started thinking about my future. I'm all about self-reflection. It's the best gauge for me to see how I'm progressing or have progressed or where I need work at. Plus, my birthday's on the horizon. So around birthday time, I go all in on my self-reflection. That's when I cover everything from the big to the small, everything and anything in between. As I started reflecting, I thought about my life, where I am now versus where I'm heading. I thought about how blessed I was and how God works in my life. So, as I continue Operation Get Cookie Right, I realized for the hundredth time how much money I, we as a team, have been wasting. And I thought about how my conscience was trying to stop me on more than one occasion. I was choosing not to listen. I know God must be pleased with me, not I made a choice and a decision to do better. I wanted to do better. The Bible is very clear. Proverbs 20, 21 says, The wise have wealth and luxury, but fools spend whatever they get. Now, ain't that the truth? I prayed to become a better steward over my finances, but it didn't stop there. I repeat, it did not stop there with me wanting to do something different and me just making the decision and then praying about it. It did not stop there. Next, I had to sit down with my husband and we discussed our new strategy of pulling the plug on wasteful spending. And guess what? That was not the last step. It did not stop there. I repeat, it didn't stop there. I then started adjusting and cutting out the wasteful areas. And the first to go was eating out every other day yeah that gets real expensive real quick i started going to the grocery store now that sounds like progress sounds like i took steps in the right direction you're right i did but 
Yes, there is a but. The problem then was me wasting money in the grocery store. So I had to improve on that by writing out a list of what I needed before I went into the grocery store and sticking to the list. That's kind of like the real important part because that had become a problem area for me. Yeah, I had my list, had everything wrote out, but sticking to it, yeah, I got what I needed, but I got a lot of stuff I did not need. But I'm not buying junk like I used to. I've gotten way better. I told you I'm a work in progress. I'm choosing to really do the work. I went to the grocery store the other day. I had my list in hand. I went right down the list. Then Cookie showed up. I went straight to the bakery. As I was looking to see what sweet delightfulness I was going to take home, I heard that little voice in my head telling me, Girl, <laughs> what is wrong with you? What are you doing? Do you need anything from over here? I just kept looking. Do you need anything from over here in the bakery aisle? I'm like, oh, I'm supposed to answer that? No, no, I do not. But, but nothing. There was no but. It was that simple. I turned my cart around and checked out and left the store. Had an urge to be feeling proud <laughs> when I was walking out back past the bakery aisle, which I didn't have any bakery in my cart. Even though, yeah, I almost messed up. I fought against temptation. I fought against buying what I didn't need and doing what I didn't want to do. I mean, I guess I did want to do it, but I definitely fought against the fact of buying it. So I was able to have a victory and walked away happy. Like, I know I got this. Here's a simple prayer to get started. Lord, help me trust you with my finances. That's all. It don't have to be an all-day prayer. I talk to God quite simply. It's that simple. Lord, help me trust you with my finances. And then I do my part. What's my part, you ask? My part is making conscious decisions on what I spend my money on. Making sure I'm not wasteful. We have to learn to really trust him. The solution to our problems is simple. Ask God to help and then choose to trust him. I'm not talking about those of you who worrying about financial issues right now and was just in church yesterday. I feel there's a disconnect between the pulpit and the congregation and a disconnect between people and accountability. If those two issues can get resolved, things can really start to turn around for everybody. Not just us as a people, us as a culture, us as individuals. Everything would just start turning around. There is no way we should be living defeated. Limited life filled with worry, sadness, and no money or a bunch of money problems. When we serve the greatest God that's in control of everything, that can do anything, and can make a way out of no way, they call, what they call God, a way maker. You know the one you were raised up believing in. The one that you know loves you unconditionally. Loves you in a way you can't even imagine. The one that wants to bless you and prosper you. Well, if you know this, why does your life look like it looks? Instead of looking like a champion, people out here looking like they ain't even in the race. 
God doesn't want us struggling to pay bills. He doesn't want us living paycheck to paycheck, being at the bottom of life. That's our own doing. That is our own doing. The great thing is that it can be turned around at any time. It may not be easy and it may not happen overnight. No worries. You ain't get that way overnight. It took years of poor spending habits, lack of financial discipline, no financial understanding, mama and them money lessons and teachings, and the churches that preach the name it, claim it theology. These are all contributing factors for the reason we're plagued and strapped financially right now. But thank God with willingness, desire, commitment, and dedication, along with prayer, trusting God, his word, his love, and his ability to do all things, you'll start seeing some progress. And the further you move away from that dejected way of seeing finances or seeing life when financial trouble comes your way, the better off you'll be. You'll start seeing the brighter picture. You'll start making more responsible decisions and choices, and you'll have a more fulfilled and comfortable lifestyle. Our race, we as a people, the poor as they call it. Let's take control of ourselves. Stop looking for a handout from the government. It's not coming. And the scraps that we're being tossed isn't really a gift or real help, especially considering how they could help. The American Rescue Plan Act allowed monthly payments to be sent out, which were, in essence, half of the child tax credit. It was created to reduce poverty, with one study saying it could reduce child poverty by 45%. That's like almost half. Instead of y'all getting one lump sum at tax time, people can get a portion, could get a portion of it each month to buy what they need, food, clothes, whatever, for like six months. Some of y'all were happy to receive it, and I'm sure it helped. But my problem is, did it really help? Did child poverty get reduced by 45%? I hadn't seen anywhere or anybody screaming from the billboards that that's what happened because of the American Rescue Act. Most people depend on that one lump sum of money that comes at tax time. For what? A whole bunch of stuff to catch up on their bills, to buy a car, to give their kids Christmas that they weren't able to do in December. Some people use that money to fix up their house or update their house. Some buy things simply that they've never had or they've always wanted or they've wanted all year round. Now their opportunity comes into the year to get it. Now this is based on the lump sum that people are accustomed to getting. Well, this go around you'll only be receiving six months worth of the credit because you opted to have the rest of it sent out during the year. So here's my problem. Inflation has showed up and is showing out. Essentially, the extra money isn't even extra at all. Not to mention, when the end of the year rolls around, people are going to feel the effects of that money not being there. Let's look at the financial part of the American rescue plan it has 350 billion dollars in emergency funding for state local territorial and tribal governments to remedy this mismatch between rising costs and falling revenues this includes 195 billion for states a minimum of 500 million for each state i'm guessing poverty was not cut by 45 percent 
because of their generosity. I read where some states are providing their residents with additional monthly payments just to help with the poverty situation. There's no repayment and it's not being deducted from their taxes, which so many people depend on. I know some of you struggle with the choice or struggled with the choice of getting half now and getting half later. It shouldn't have been a choice. That's my point. We as people don't have to sit around waiting for scraps from the government and then get excited like they're really helping us. God is Jehovah Jireh, our provider. Oh, we all know that. If we don't know no other one of his names, we all know Jehovah Jireh. Matthew 6.33 says, Seek first the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. Now, that is one of my foundational scriptures. It's simple. Seek him first, live right, and he got us. That's it. That isn't the same as checks coming in the mail just because you prayed. Faith with no works is dead. James 2.14 says, What good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith but don't show it by your actions? Can that kind of faith save anybody? That tells you we need to do something. Give it to him for one. Leave it with him. Allow him to work while, guess what? While we're working. While we're doing our part. I can't stress it enough. We have to do our parts and we have to trust him. And most importantly, we have to let him do what he gonna do. It is time to abandon the thought of just pray. It'll be okay. In some instances, that is all you can do. But it does not apply to the majority of our situations. Let's say you don't have a job. You know you need one. Even you tired of being broke. So you pray, you may even possibly, possibly apply online for a job or two. And that's it. The pastor said to pray for what you want. God got you because he loves you. And whatever is used to round out the sermon. The main things that should be preached on Sunday at every church around the world is back to the basics of learning how to be blessed and lined up in God's will. The naming and claiming will keep us impoverished, defeated, weak, and at the bottom. It's time to rise up above the level of where we are now. It's time to stop following society and those that have or are able to afford the luxuries that we spend our money on, even though half of y'all can't afford it. I say you don't have it because if you spend it and it takes away from something else and you still have a need after, after you've made that purchase, then you've just created financial trouble for yourself in your life, which causes you to become stressed, worried, and all the usual crap that goes along with not having enough money to take care of of what needs to be taken care of when in all actuality you did have it you chose to do something else with it it baffles me how women can spend hundreds of dollars on bundles and don't have a car just riding with somebody else talking about i'm gonna get a car how are you as an adult out here partying and living your best life driving around with no insurance and no driver's license 
What if an accident happened? Does that mean you just tore up somebody's car and you can't afford to pay for it? Now you've put a whole burden on somebody else to try and fix a problem that you created because of your choices. So who's going to pay for the car? Nobody. Um, okay, somebody got to figure it out. Now the last one, that one I can relate to. Been there, done that. Not in no accidents and the cars and all that crap, but just riding around, just living my best life. No driver's license, nowhere in sight. Just praying. <laughs> the last time I got pulled over, though, that was my wake-up call. Before I saw a judge, before that cop even came back with the ticket. I realized and I knew right then I am too old for this kind of behavior and really there was no reason for it there was a couple of things I had to do to get legal I simply chose not to I guess I didn't have time yeah that's what it was I just didn't have time to take the time and take the steps but that last go around yeah that was it I got myself together I thank God because I can see even though I was doing my nonsense. His hand was still in it. I didn't have to pay any super high fees when I went to court. And the judges, surprisingly, were nice. And I put an S on it because I had to go to two. And they were nice. Even though in both scenes, in both instances, I had people go before me. And you know how when you're sitting in court, in traffic court, and you see that person go up there and they just piss the judge off and he just let it flow downhill to the rest of y'all i had two of those moments and i'm like "Ooh, they didn't messed up for everybody and i'm next <laughs> this isn't gonna be good but lord you go ahead let your will be done and it turned out right it turned out fine so he definitely had his hand in it so they were nice, and besides that, I, the only thing I had to do, the only legal requirement I had to do was retake the test. I simply had to retake the driver's test. So in a matter of time, I was free to drive, and I have been legal ever since then. Not to look back, and I made that purpose that in my head. Never will I find myself in that situation again. That was craziness. Looking over my shoulder as I drive down the street, I had programmed my my eyes especially on the freeway and like if we were going out of town or something i would look way ahead far as i can see constantly scanning for state troopers now how crazy is that i can't even go take a drive and enjoy myself i got to be looking for the cops for no reason at all but since then since i've been legal my car has been in two accidents not one when I was riding around here illegal. Not one. So I've been hit twice. Neither of them were my fault. I've actually only been in like... No, I've been in four accidents. I did... I, I was illegal one other time. I got hit in the winter. Got slid and hit the back of my car. So... Then another one I was real young. So yes, I've been in four accidents. None of them have been my fault ever. One person didn't have insurance, but she did pay the insurance company out of her pocket. And then the other person had insurance. It just seemed like it took forever for everything to get lined up and get my car fixed. But 
God shows up when he show up. Even in the midst of my crazy. So, let me just say, people. Let's close the gap between the wealthy and the poor. Let's become more self-sufficient as a people. But first, let's be our own first success story. Each one of us listening, become your own success story. Get back to God the way he intended it. Some of the old teachings, the ideologies, and habits that we've adopted all of our lives, they got to go. Later for it, it's 2022. We have more resources available to us than ever before, as well as the opportunity to exceed and advance. We must start being accountable for ourselves. We have tons of resources available. Get online and read and learn about financial literacy. Articles about financial success. Learn how to build new financial habits. You're working toward a new life. One that is far better than the one you're currently in. But it takes action and it takes faith. And it takes us allowing God to work in our lives. Faith is not the same as worrying doubt and faith mixed together that's not what faith is it's one by itself faith alone is knowing god is able to do it and will do it don't get tripped up by the enemy whispering in your ear because god moves in his time not in ours but what we love to say he always on time so today take a baby step and watch your steps get bigger longer stronger and bolder so until next time thanks for tuning in and don't Don't miss miss the the next next episode episode. life love and perspective